Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now it is time for us to talk to Phil Mateer. Yeah, KCBS Insider joins us on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline. A program to help get the homeless off the streets of San Francisco during the pandemic ended up costing the city much, much more than anticipated. That after the hotels taking part filed claims for property damage caused by those they were housing. Phil, what are city officials saying at this point? Well, they're not saying much because this is just a fact. The, the, mon- the money we're talking about is kind of staggering, though. I mean, it's, we're talking about $26 million for a handful of hotels, about six of them, and there's probably more claims coming in. The claims range anywhere from 2 to $4 million. And what they're for is they basically said, look, we house these people, some of them behaved. A lot of them didn't. Some of the rooms just need to be painted up again, get new beds in there. Others are completely trashed. But we signed on for it, and you said you would make us whole, and here's the bill. So there's some quibbling going on about it, but it's costing a boatload of bucks. Phil, I thought only rock stars trashed hotel rooms. I don't know if any rock stars stayed in these hotels, Patty. You know, some of them were kind of on the edge to begin with. I mean, if you're renting out your hotel for homeless in the COVID, you're not expecting, you know, it to be, uh, it's not exactly the the Hilton or the Ritz or the Fairmont. But I was in a couple of these hotels during the COVID thing, and, and they brought everybody in. Remember, the homeless, they were on the streets, and then people started handing out tents to them. And so they sprang up tents on the sidewalks, and they were choking the tenderloin, and it was becoming a real third world-like mess. And so the mayor said, we got to get them off the streets. And this was the way to do it. The hotels were empty. These were like low-end tourist hotels. And they said, let's put them in there. They put about 3,700 people in there, 25 hotels. Like I said, some operated really well. Others had, you know, one of them had a meth lab working in it. Hard to believe, but, you know, to various degrees. But everybody signed up saying, we're going to get this, and we're going to get the any kind of damages. And the damages were real high. I was in some of these hotels, Patty and, and Brett, and, like, the doors had just been busted open. I was going down this hall, busted open, busted open. And I said, what's with all the busted open doors? And, and they said, well, what happens is people go in there, and we don't know what they're doing. They, you know, there was no prohibition on taking drugs or alcohol. And we'd go to do wellness checks on them, and they weren't answering the door, so we had to break the door down to get into them. And, and see how they were doing. I mean, this, it, was, it was pretty bizarre. And what's, you know, also something on this, $26 million is just part of it. You have to understand we were paying $18 million a month just for the program itself. The rooms were going for like two and two fifty to $300 a night when you put in the staff that was uh, overseeing it all. This was a really expensive program, but it got the people off the streets at quite a price. But wasn't it federal money that helped pay for the program? Yeah, it is. And I always get a um, sort of a, a sad kick out of it when, when city officials say, and they're expecting this $20 million to $26 million to be covered by the feds, too. You know, the feds aren't on some different planet that ships money here every once in a while 
That's all of our tax money. You know, that's tax money that you and I pay to the federal government, and then they're sending back to the various cities. So we're paying for it. But there's some kind of magic thing. Oh, well, the feds will pick it up. Like, I just go, well, it isn't, you know, you know, taxpayers' money that could be used some other way. But no, when it's fed money, it's the magical money. Now, what it is, it's going to be running out. They're going to be closing this program down. There's a real question and problems in San Francisco right now because people are getting back on the streets. They are back in tents. As a matter of fact, yesterday I was walking by the ferry building and I saw a two-story tent. Somebody put a tent on top of a tent. So I saw that today. How can you have a two-story tent? I, I was wondering what it what, – that's along the Embarcadero. Is that where you saw yeah. it? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. A two-story tent. <laughs> So I said, well, that's breaking new ground. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, I guess they couldn't find them a hotel room because they are buying some of these hotels now. In some cases, it pencils out better to buy them than to fix them. So they're making offers to buy them and try to take it over. But, yeah, uh, this is it. Exactly what you said. That's the state of the world today. $26 million for repairs, $18 million a month to house them. And we still have two-story tents going up along the Embarcadero. Phil, do city officials consider this program a success? Oh, yes. A huge success, a huge success in, in large part because it got people off the streets, just the visuals of it. Don't you remember how the Tenderloin looked? I mean, we had, you know, uh, news crews coming in from around the world filming, you know, if you couldn't believe San Francisco's Tenderloin. So they consider it a huge success in part because of what Brett pointed out. It was done with federal money. So it was it ain't our money and we can do what we and and, and let's just do whatever it takes. All right, our KCBS Insider Phil Mateer. Phil will be on live again at 7.50 tomorrow morning on KCBS. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.